everyone, and welcome to episode number 52 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. And today, my co-host is New York Mets reliever Trevor May. A uh, lot to cover with him. But truth be told, we recorded the episode on Tuesday, about 24 hours before the Mets owner, Stephen Cohn, took to the Twitterverse and torched his team, particularly the hitting contingent. So we weren't able to cover that. Even though it was a huge story, we had already taped the conversation. Now, we did talk a lot about uh, the Mets owner, because you'll remember it was less than two weeks ago when the Mets had kind of started their slide. They weren't playing well. They were in Philadelphia, so Cohn actually paid a visit to the entire team in the clubhouse. Didn't give him a rah-rah speech, but he went up to a lot of the players, just kind of talked to him and said, everything's going to be just fine. So we did cover that conversation because it's such a rarity that an owner, particularly in baseball, comes inside of the clubhouse. That's almost taboo, even though might own the team, might see somebody on the field, might see him at a charity event, but inside the clubhouse, that is just, that's strange. So we talked to Trevor about that. And also, you might have noticed that Monday night in San Francisco, Trevor May did not pitch well. Might have been his worst outing of the entire season. He still came on and was the co-host with me less than 12 hours later. And so we covered why it was so important for him to join forces that day and to talk about it. We talked to him about how he gets through those struggles, uh, particularly being a reliever, where you might be called upon the next day, uh, 24 hours after a crappy outing. We also talked to him about Field of Dreams, the game between the White Sox and the Yankees, the movie, a bunch of other baseball flicks as well. So here we go. Trevor May of the New York Mets. It's Trevor May of the New York Mets, who apparently is borrowing Stephen Brault's gear today. Yep. Got the good angle. Got to yeah. put the laptop on your on your lap. Uh -huh. score, and then uh, you got to hold your mic. So I figured yeah. that I would, I would try it out and see what's up. That's how I used to do it five years ago. So here we are. But, but these days you're traveling with your own studio usually what what happened you just didn't want to lug it all the way i didn't want i wanted one less suitcase on a six-hour red-eye flight to san francisco so <laughs> but what what were they going to charge you uh an extra baggage fee no i'm just it's august uh we this is what happens i just start to just let i just stop caring <laughs> Just, uh, just in general, about all the little things. Like, I'm just like, I don't care. I don't. I haven't used that in four months. I don't know why I keep bringing it on trips. Uh, tried to keep it simple, um, but I needed a mic. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna do. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do the uh, laptop mic. I was gonna do that to you. So. Was that was that Kate that is chiming in? That was Kate. We're and it, it's funny. We're in the to this day the smallest hotel room we've ever had. There's there's no desk in here. It's just a chair and the bed. That's it. So she's she's two feet from me. You're in. If she wants to pop her head in and just wave, no, you know, I'm, no, 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 no she does in not. No, nope. no. So is this Zero. a family trip or is this just a May family trip? It's a May family trip. She went home to Seattle for a couple of days and then came came down here. We have we have friends in San Francisco and L.A. too, so that way we can we can see people. Yeah, I was I was curious about that because this is the closest you'll get to Seattle all season yeah. i mean it was easy yeah. when you were with the twins you'd have a series in seattle and family and friends could make the drive yeah. i mean are they is family making a trip to see it's you? funny my uh my sister had her uh had a baby a week ago so actually and she lives in brooklyn so uh my mom's in new york oh, uh, we're over here and and my uh my dad has is it going out to new york for another week or two they were already planning a trip so he's staying home until he goes out and see them so uh everyone's on the east coast why i'm on the west coast this time but um but friends we got lots of friends coming to is, games so is this the ben davis sister this is no this is the younger the younger sister she's a uh, year and a half younger than the older sister but she's i always say the younger sister but she's still nine years older than me so got it got yeah. it so how many how many nieces and nephews how, how many people are calling you uncle trev i now have three nephews okay no nieces yet all right. No nieces yet. You know, I was, an, I became an uncle at 14. I was a freshman in high school because my sister was a senior in high school when I was born. So she was oh, wow. significantly older than me. So I've been an uncle forever. It's a great wow. gig. Yeah. It is a great gig. I, I love it. I love it. Every time they come over, it's a great time. And then, then they go home and they got to deal with going to bed and stuff. And I don't, so yeah. it's best of both worlds. 
it is the best part about being an uncle or I imagine a grandparent as well. It's like you save the receipt. Like yeah. you just say at the end of the day, I believe I would like to return this. Yes. Here, here it was fun. It was great. I thought that I didn't, I didn't think that I, I didn't use it as much as I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. All right. We got a lot of ground to cover. Um, this has not been a great time for the New York Mets. And I, I want to, I say, I really appreciate you coming on every time. And I sincerely mean that today because I think it would have been very easy for you in particular to call. This is coming the day after you did not have a good performance. You look like you got banged up. Um, how are you emotionally right now? Oh, it was tough. Uh, last night was one of the, I've had a couple tough nights in the last, well, there's one in May with a little bit of a turnaround after that. And so uh, there, the, the peaks and valleys, sometimes I have a, a, a just like a, like I, your brain overloads that we're like, you need to go out and you need to look at what, what you can improve on from the, from the outing. And usually I do it after, um, or I'll go break it down after I couldn't even look at it. Um, it's frustration levels uh, at an all time high. And, and I'm going to be honest at times, just because of the way that I am, um, public facing that uh sometimes people think i'm the pr team too so every every grievance can be aired out to me even if i have nothing to do with it or no control over it and uh that's taxing as well um but i put myself in that situation so i have no one to blame really about myself but uh trying to remove myself from that, that as much as possible and and just like you know get ready to get ready to go today because again we have another game today and um but you know, it's not the it's not the first time I gave up a couple homers in an outing. I did it earlier this year the same way. Uh, and to be honest, that was the day <laughs> that was the day where I had to just like blow up a little bit at home for a bit to to feel a little bit better. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I, baseball is what I what I do, and it it is the eighty percent of my life. But there's still during the season, but there's still that 20% that like, isn't related. And I, I, it's really hard to separate them sometimes, especially when you're not running on very much sleep. Is it, does it make it easier that your wife, this is no joke. It does it make it easier that your wife is there or is it harder to move on? Easier, easier. It would have, it would have really, it would really sucked if she wasn't here. Um, I would have just dwell, sat and dwelled. And I usually I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty good. I've worked on it over the years, pretty good at not letting it, you know, f fully consume me. Um, but there was, you know, there's just uh, recently, I think that there's a good sweet spot of, of focusing on th things you can control. Like I keep saying that to myself, like, mm -hmm. okay, of, of this list of stuff that's bothering me, how much of it do I have any control over? And I'm going to be honest, the laundry list got pretty long and there was about zero things to control on there. Um, but I got, I, 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 I hit a new obstacle where there was a couple things that I should be able to exercise a little bit of control over and that I'm not able to. And that there it's, it's less of a, Oh, that's just reality and more of a broken system. Um, and that, that, that adds a level. That's like a pet peeve of mine um, is, is relying on relying on other parties to be on top of their stuff so that I can feel better. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a, that's, that's just like a lose, lose in my opinion, but a little bit of that is how, for example, like the, 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 the flying across country after a night game, going into a West coast where you're kind of jet lagged anyways, it's just, uh, it's adjustment that you have to super plan for and things have to go really, really, really well so that you can make that transition as quickly as possible. So you're ready to go out and perform and where we are as a team right now, we can't, we can't afford to like be tired. Does that make sense? Like we can't totally. afford to be tired or now. We we would we need to be as fresh and like as as top of our recovery game as humanly possible. And it's just like you look at it, you're like, I don't know how I'm supposed to do that with with this situation. Um, and the timing of that is just horrendous. So like that would be something that would pile in my head because I'm a big sleep guy, right? And I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I'll power through this. And I you know got some other other news related to to the 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 major league baseball appeals process for like you can you we can do i don't know if you are familiar with that but we have an appeals process where if you think a, a, a like a play was scored wrong or something you can appeal it and just say i don't think that was an error or like mm -hmm. this player goes i don't think i made an error on that right or i think that was a hit and not an error uh or vice versa you're like come on 
Like this is pretty easy. And um, yeah, so one of those didn't didn't really help me out either. Um, when and then you're just like, okay, you're supposed to just be like, yes, and with no explanation. And that was frustrating. So I was hoping that it is weird that we're doing this now because I have a lot of grievances there and I don't want to. But um, yeah, there's been a lot. And last night's outing just didn't really help um, work through that very much. Right. Well, we appreciate you taking us down that road because it's not easy. Like we don't, I, I sit there and I wonder, like I cover two sports, right? I cover baseball mm-hmm. and I cover football. And in football, they always say that cornerbacks have to have the shortest memory because they're going to get burned sometimes several times a game. And they still, they have to just say, fuck it. I got to be better with relief pitchers. It's the same exact way mm-hmm. because you have to be ready to go today. They might need you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was always just curious how you're able to compartmentalize a day where you didn't do your best, and you, here you are again. Yeah, it's just about um, again. I'm going to say it again: uh, mastering the things you can control. I what I can control is my game plan and where I'm trying to throw the ball. Right. Um, and that's not going to change. So, like, I get an opportunity today, which there's a really good chance we've all been throwing a good amount. Like. There's a chance all of us are in the game every day. Uh, and you just got to go out and say, okay, I'm going to throw this pitch here. And and then check whether or not you did it well or not. And, like, I gave two homers yesterday. I didn't locate either one of the pitches. So, at that point, you're like, okay, that's an ad- I can make that adjustment. Like, it wasn't like I made a great pitch and I that I thought was going to be successful. And then they hit it out. Then at that point, you're like, oh, you know, like, what am I doing? <laughs> and was I wrong? Do I not know anything? Right. Um, so, uh, and then you just go out and you have to separate it and you got to, sometimes you got to find a little bit of adrenaline, a little bit of anger deep down and go for it. I, uh, you know, to be honest, I've been getting a little bit, that, a little bit of that following like Liam Hendricks recently. He's had a couple tough ones. And last night he went out and continued to be the guy yelling at himself and punch out the side and got the save. And it, Oh, look, we're back where we were. So, um, it's weird. I just been. I. That's what I do. I troll, troll through the uh, trawl through the uh, box scores every day, and I like know how everyone's doing. I don't realize that I do that as much as I do, but it's really interesting to me. And um, so, you can compare yourself. That guy got out of it. You know, that can, that's gonna be me today. So what I would say is, um, work on your Australian accent, and then when you follow through, go fuck it, goddamn it, every time you just throw a pitch, loud as humanly possible. Yeah, so that make sure the cameras catch it. Yes. And if you want to be mic'd for it, it, you can do that too. I also talk to myself, but I don't scream expletives. Um, It's more under the breath and at myself, um, which I may might be even worse. So, hey, one of my favorite places to visit in the baseball landscape, of course, is the Baseball Hall of Fame up in Cooperstown, New York. Well, you know what? Why can't the Hall of Fame come to you on your mobile device or on your TV, wherever you consume your product? Uh, Hall of Fame Connections. It's a unique 13-episode YouTube series. Brand new episodes drop each and every Wednesday. It looks at the Hall of Fame collection from a new and kind of exciting angle. Each episode tells a different story of how two seemingly unrelated artifacts in the museum actually weave together through generations. So it's very cool. It's co-hosted by my good friend Carlos Pena from the MLB Network. He's a former All-Star. And Lindsey Barra. Last name sound familiar? It should. She's a journalist, and she is the granddaughter of the Hall of Famer Yogi Berra. So new episodes drop every Wednesday. Also, support for this series was provided by the Market New York grant through I Love New York, New York State Division of Tourism, as part of the Regional Economic Development Council initiative. And to stay up to date with the release of each and every episode of Hall of Fame Connections, follow the Baseball Hall of Fame social media channels at Baseball Hall on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Okay. Um, I will say this. It's been so nice having fans back in stadiums. And it looks like you had a couple of series. You had one in Philly where the fans looked like they were nuts. And then you had the home series against the Dodgers where you played the Sunday night game stunk. But the other games looked like they were a blast to play in. The results are, are whatever the results are. Am I on base here? Does it feel like it's fun playing in those games yeah i mean i spent more time usually we spend a lot of time especially in at home in inside of our little bullpen room because it's just very exposed when you're outside and 
you, you can be asked for balls a lot. Uh, and sometimes you don't want to be asked for balls. Uh, but I spent a lot more time out outside uh, over those that series, especially in Philly. That's your only option. Um, just kind of taking it in and laughing at the people with the good heckles and, um, and you know, maybe even get, getting a little energy off the people that were bad heckles. And, um, but, and just trying to like be really uh, in the moment and kind of grateful for where you are and that like there's, there's going to be a day where you just don't get to play in front of people anymore. Um, and that's going to, so, you know, I don't think we won any. Yeah. Well, we didn't win any of the games, No, but, um, and that's truly miserable in its own right. But, um, you know, that's what we, we live for playing, you know, in, in, in front of fans and giving them a show. So, yeah. Uh, so your owner, Stephen Cohn, he came into the clubhouse. Yeah. In Philly? Yeah. Was it a rah-rah speech or was it just did he go around to individuals and shake hands and say, Hey, listen, hang in there? What was it? It was it was the the second one. Um just a lot of just checking in. He he, he I think he he knows that like just being around and, and being like approachable and being, you know, having a guys have a comfort level that they can ask him for things or to talk to him about stuff. Um it's gonna be a really valuable over a long period of time of being an owner, because it's just, you know, there's some, there's some guys that have been with teams for years who've never physically seen their owner like that exists. Right. So, uh, I, uh, I respect the hell out of him for that. I know that he, it's purposeful and, uh, it's something that he's done in his, you know, business in his business, uh, ventures through the years. And that it's, it's important that the guy, people that work for you know that you are watching and care. So, um, yeah, that was a win. It was a win. It was did good. you have any sort of relation? Did you ever see the poll ads? I mean, did they ever come down to the Twins Clubhouse? Uh, I saw Jim. Um, pretty fairly, fairly nah, come to the clubhouse. Not really, but uh, you know, we we had we had a lot of team events and and things, and and uh, they're pretty good at organizing community events and right. raising money for the charities and stuff. And, and he was always spearheading that and he was always there in person. So, um, yeah, I, I had, I, I spoke to Jim quite a few times over my years there and he, he was, he was, um, fairly approachable. I would say Steve, Steve's approachable in like a different, a little bit of a different way, but, um, both good owners in their own rights. So is he like, if you were, to, uh, have like a hundred dudes just lined up, and you'd say, go find the billionaire, go find the guy that's worth 14.2 billion. Would you be able to pick Steve Cohen out or no? Uh, depends on what everyone, who all the other guys are. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you look at, look at every billionaire that we know about, uh, or that we're, we're commonly, uh, commonly in the news. They all look wildly different. So, um, I don't, I don't really I know. Guess my point is, is that he did, he looks like just a dude, like yeah, Steve Ballmer, nondescript. The, the, the Clippers owner. Seems like just a crazy fan that sits courtside. Yeah. Like same with Mark Cuban. And then there's guys who are always dressed to the nines. You know, they never want to be out of a suit. They look mm -hmm. a little stuffy, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, he's he's definitely just like having a polo on and, and uh, some jeans and, and and hanging out and a hat on. And uh yeah, he's I, I can I can respect that. I'm all about comfort. I'm curious if he when the last time he looked at a bill was. Like really stared at a personal like credit card bill or I don't you know. even think I bet you he couldn't tell you. You think he you think he does his own bills? No. Wait, no. He, what? No. He he I, I bet you he knows the when it comes to finances, I bet you his team is is unmatched. Uh because uh that's his world too. So like that was probably one of the first things he got was 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 uh, an accountant to help him do all this stuff when he was like 30 years ago. Could you give up that? I don't know if I could give that up. I think I'd always want an, I've done every bill ever since we've been married. I have written almost every check and, or put it in the computer or whatever it is. I don't yeah. know if I could give up that control. Well, you just, I mean, nowadays everything's just automated. So right for the most part, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I pretty much relinquish control. So it's pretty nice. It's pretty good. It's just, it's just more stuff to work to, to, to worry about and do. Um, so really interesting. Yeah, I don't do it. I don't do, I, I did up until a couple years ago, but 
now everything's just like locked in and, and automatic. I don't even see it go. Got it. Um, I do want to take you back to a, a really good moment recently with the Mets where the polar bear had a walk-off homer. Now it happened on a day where, where, you know, you gave up a couple knocks and what have you at the, when that happens, do relievers go up to a guy afterward? Do you, are you like, thanks Pete? Absolutely. I, uh, I, I definitely that me and Fama, uh, yeah. because it was, that was just the weirdest inning ever. Um, but Pete's always there to pick us up and, and it's weird. Like I, I was again, not happy after that day. And a lot of things out of my control were happening. And I went, uh, I went up to him and said, you know, thank you. But I remember going in the being hot, going in the, in the locker room and saying like, well, that sucked, but we're just going to walk it off anyways. Like, that's what we do. And then we just immediately, he walked it off, which was, I just laughed. And everyone I said that to laughed and we high-fived. And you just got to, you got to be up for your guys because it's not a, at the end of the day, no one cares about how you play more right. than you do. Like, really? It, everyone's right. like, oh man, sorry. Because they've been there. But like, no one's like, like, oh, Trevor, you know, they're like, no, we won. So you, you, you got to be there for your teammates. Even, even if you're not, uh, flying as high as everybody else's. Does he like being shirtless? Loves it. The guy lives for those moments, man. I, I mean, I say this every episode, it feels like, but sometimes, you know, sometimes he sees the big moment, uh, even bigger than it is in his head. And that can be, you know, sometimes you can press a little bit, but I think that as he continues to get older, he's going to get better and better and better and better. So I wouldn't be surprised. Like, you know, uh, um, the longer he plays, the more and more clutch Pete Alonso gets because he has that mode. He can go to that. A lot of the, frankly, majority of other guys don't have, he just, he can, he can summon emotion when other people can't. In fact, I would say that he is the, I think he's the face of, baseball in new york and i say this because i think judge might be more popular just because whatever yankees blah 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 he's six foot eight all that sort of stuff and he's a great kid i don't know how you well you know aaron judge but he doesn't have the emotional get up that yeah. alonzo has yeah yeah he does he's not you know yeah i've heard i, I actually haven't had any interactions with Aaron. Um, but you can just tell by watching, he's pretty laid back and pretty chill and just like, right. This, this is what I do. I'm really good. Right. And Pete's Pete's like engaging. Pete's extremely engaging to the point where he's like always looking for an opportunity to get the fans involved in what's happening, what mm -hmm. he's doing or what, what like, and that's the fact that he defaults there is, is more often than not going to be a, something that people love to see and watch. So, um, yeah, I, that's that's just that's just a little bit. Like, it's the same with like talk about like Mike Trout, right? He's the best player in the in the world. Mm -hmm. um, um, but uh, guys like you know Tim Anderson or, or or guys who are a little more gauging with the fans and stuff that that's just like a different type of face. Um, and then Pete definitely has that. Hey guys, I get it. It's not easy talking about ED, but still, you need some help. There's a place for you to go. And our friends at Roman, they are here to lend a helping hand. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation with an ED plan, a treatment plan. If medication's involved, it ships out two days, free shipping. It's very simple. The best part of this, it's from the comforts of your own home. You don't have to stand in line in a pharmacy. You don't have to go talk to a doctor and go to a doctor's office. It is from your home. Go get this taken care of. So go to Roman getroman.com slash John Boy, and you get $15 off your first month. So let me repeat that without tripping over it this time. GetRoman.com slash John Boy. You're going to get $15 off your first month. ED, it's a problem that can be solved thanks to Roman. Go get it done today. It was interesting because Alonzo, when, when kind of the Mets slide started a little bit, he got in front of the microphone. He said something very, very interesting. I, I want you to give a listen to this and then respond. I mean, there's, there's certain times in the process where you know you're doing the right thing. You know you're on the right path, but you're just not getting the tangible results. So Mets fans, believe in us. And don't just believe, no, because the, there's tough times, not just in baseball, but in life in general. Know that this is – this is just going to be, this is just a speed bump and a challenge and also smile. You get to watch baseball, even though we're, I mean, it's a game. You can 
I know it's a, I know we have a, the most passionate fan base in baseball. I know that. And I understand that it's frustrating. It's frustrating for us, but uh, just understand that we're, we're here together. We're all in this together and they're, we got this, we got this, just smile and just know that, that we got this. Yeah. Pete, I mean, I, I that's, you have, that's the, like, that's the mindset you got to be in. Um, we are in a process and, and it's not just like a process of guys, like figuring out, you know, what their swing is. Like it's a process. It's a, it's an approach at, uh, uh, organizationally wide. It's approach. There's a lot of new guys here, a lot of like new hitting people. Um, and we're definitely in the transition. I was in an organization before the transitioned, uh, while I was there, right in the middle of my, my tenure. Uh, and, and, sometimes things get worse before they get better. Um, and sometimes it takes like sucking for an extended amount of, or, uh, for an extended amount of, uh, amount of time in order to make major changes that you were just like not comfortable in making before. So uh, some guys are, are, are buying into getting more information before they hit or before they get ready for a game when they never were before. So they're transitioning for like, I'm looking at different stuff now. Um, and looking for different opportunities now. And that's just going to manifest itself over not one game or five games or 10 games or even the next 50. Like it could be in the next season, right? Mm -hmm. Like that could be when it manifests. Like we come, we come out screaming in 2022. I know no one wants to hear that, right? But that is, we're not, we're trying not to set target dates. We're just trying to set today. I'm going to move it for this as much as I can uh, to get there as quickly as possible. And, and and somehow not press and be like, we have to win every single game every time and we have to, or everyone's going to, you know, because if you play like that, it, you just, it's just not sustainable. Even if you not r rattle off two or three straight wins, it's so much energy that you can't stay on top of it. And, right. and it's just not, it's just not a way things work. It's gotta be business as usual. And because we have so many games and the season is so long that everything can't be emotionally fueled all the time. You can't, you can't just run on emotion for six, six months. And well, I think sometimes people want us to show these huge emotional reactions so that they can identify. We're like to show that we're identifying with how emotional they are about it. And, you know, I, I've been linked to uh, a Terry Collins speech a hundred, hundred times. You need one of these, you need one of these. And, and our lives aren't a highlight reel. Like every moment we're like, now's the turnaround. Like that's not, that's not the way we think because everything can't be an epiphany. Everything can't be like, a, oh, we figured it out. Cause it's not an equation to be solved. It's a, it's a, it's a day by day situation and you have to stay there. Um, and every successful team does that really well. And it's not all emotion and rah, rah and pick me up. It, it's, it is sticking with the process. Even if the results aren't happening immediately after you say that we're running the process, it, you know, it's an undetermined amount of time. Um, but I can say from, from, personal experience that the track we're on and the, the conversations we're having pitchers with hitters, hitters with pitchers and like what they're looking for, what we're looking for. We are, we're, we are actively trying to make these adjustments as quickly as humanly possible, myself included. Yeah. I, I will say this. I thought it came off great from the sense of it was genuine. What Alonzo said, it was from the heart. It might not be exactly what every Mets fan wanted to hear because, well, yeah, you're I don't like, think any of them wanted to hear that, actually. <laughs> right. I mean, at the end of the day, they're like, well, what the fuck? Did you win or not, Pete? Yeah. Like, that's, at the end of the day, just win. Just win. Just right. give us the results, even though he's like, we can't focus on the results so much because we will drown ourselves. And then everyone goes, yeah, yeah, but results. Right. So, like, how do you win? You just but have to I win. But th I thought from that standpoint, you know, like, because we've talked about it on our daily, our daily show. Um, with Ploof, and he said, you know what? That probably works where I used to play in Minnesota. I think with the fan base, they would be like, you know what? They are, they're all trying, and it'll turn at some point. He goes, but I'm not so sure it's going to work in New York. Now, you've played in both places. Is Trevor on to something there? Oh, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm having, like I said, I'm having constant, like sometimes I just want to like interact with my, 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 my gaming world buddies on Twitter. And I just, I like, I can't because every grievance is brought right at me, like on the, on the thread, like 
because of the emotionally charged, like every game is so important and we need to win every game. And, um, and I, I get it. I understand it. I understand the passion. Um, but like the expert, I, I don't know what to, I, I don't know what to say about the expectations other than this is the right way to handle it. And this is going to produce good. Uh, this is going to produce quality baseball teams and, and the highest value from every single player in that clubhouse moving forward. Like the way me, that we are approaching it is going to make us the best team we can possibly be, even if it's not immediately. And I don't know what else to say about it. No, you I don't, don't know. Have to take a sledgehammer I, and break some stuff on camera. Would that help? <laughs> not right now, because you're in a very small hotel room. Yes. So I don't want you doing that. Um, has that surprised you? It's one thing to know. Hey, like New York, Boston, Philly. I get it. Like, I know, but until you experience it, you really don't know. Have there been days where you've been like, holy shit, it is a, it's a nut house out here. Yes. Uh, to yesterday was one. <laughs> um, last night was one. Um, the last two weeks have been that all the time. Um, and uh, you just like, it's, it's, it's a new obstacle to work through. And like, I have to, I'm starting to just have to set rules different rules for myself um, for how I'm going to continue to remove myself from the game as much as humanly possible, do things that I like that make me happy. Because if I sit and dwell, sit in my tiny room and think about how things aren't going well or how my, how my, like now my, now my, because one outing where I gave up three runs, now my year looks like it's much worse than it is. You know, like things like that, like Mm -hmm. that spiral, you can go just sliding down the hill there. And I've been there and then just snowballed. Um, I've done it all the like it's just naturally like this is a skill that i've had to develop so much over the years because it's not something i naturally i don't naturally just like let things go very easily especially when they're when when they're i feel like i should be exerting a measure of control when i can't um and it's exhaust like i'm just exhausting it's exhausting and so you got to find ways to to remove your i i get that we we half our team has deactivated their social medias at some point like they just remove themselves from the situation and it's and it sucks um and i wish that they were more comfortable feeling like they can engage without without having to deal with all that other stuff um but i i get why they did it i understand it's hard it, it it's hard and this isn't like and you i'm gonna be honest a lot of people are gonna take this as me throwing shade at, like they're not i'm just saying that's just the reality of what it is uh 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 uh, they're very passionate. They're very, and, and to be honest, when things are going well, that's the best. Those are the best people ever to have following your team. Uh, unfortunately it goes the, the, there's the polar opposite when things aren't going well. Um, and, and then you just live with that and you, you navigate it as best you can without, without, you know, going on any public tirades where you're blowing up fans. Like, and uh, we've had people, we've had times where guys are like, we should just, and I'm like, no, no, we shouldn't because there's no winning. Like nothing's going to change on that end probably ever um, because it's just too ingrained. Uh, but at the same time, you got to ask yourself, do we even want it to like, do we, do you want it to change? Yeah. We would like to change now, but like down the road when, when they're just hype and they're just demolishing every other, when we're rolling everybody and they're demolishing all the other fan bases, we're like, well, we got the best one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this right. is, so, so again, it comes down to results and you just kind of got to weather this storm because it's going to make that so much better. I know it's very cliche, but like, Cliches exist for a reason, man. They, they apply a lot. They do. They do. Hey, are you like me? Do you love wearing John Boy gear? Huh? Well, you can be cool at your work or at school or wherever you hang out. It's our brand new collection at John Boy Essentials. We've actually expanded our wardrobe big time. One of the big fan favorites right now is the John Boy tie-dye hoodie. Now, you're probably thinking, well, wait a second here. It's August. What do I need a hoodie for? Winter's coming. Get ahead of the game. Get your discount as well. We got new hats that are out there. Uh, we got windbreakers that are out there. And we have a special discount for those listeners of the Chris Rose Rotation. So go to shop.johnboymedia.com. Use the code ROSE at checkout for 15% off your order. Uh, once again, it is shop.johnboymedia.com. Click on the John Boy Essentials collection. Use the code ROSE and you're going to get 15% off your order. I promise you, you're going to look way cooler than I do. Has Marcus Stroman set a major league record for most doubleheaders started? Maybe. It's unbelievable. Every time I look up, the guy's pitching a seven-inning game. I'm like, wait a second. Didn't he just pitch a doubleheader in his last start? 
in the start before does he does he talk about that i mean not about his double headers he's just like i there's so much man he 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 always gets the first game though so he gets to be done like he doesn't have to worry about the second one. like in those double headers all the relievers like i want to pitch in that first one so i can just check out for the second one um and i've only get to do that once this year which sucks um but yeah he, he's he's rolling with the punches man well we've we played 15 double headers so i think he's pitching like seven of them or eight of them he's got insane. a lot of starts and double headers yeah <laughs> that is insane um did you have a chance to see the field of dreams game i, I think you were done by the time that they had it i did it was really cool it was incredible yeah. actually yeah uh but it did look like the ball was flying a little bit in Iowa, it so may, maybe I'm happy I didn't pitch in that one. Uh, but it was it was super cool. Them coming out of the corner was super cool. Unreal. There, there's a the shot, the overhead shot of the guys like a hundred feet back in the corn lining up to go walk yeah. through it, and I was like, "This is freaking amazing!" It it was, it was so much better than I anticipated. Even it was super cool. Is super duper cool. Um, I I. The one weird thing is how well having Liam pitch, for example, but like how generally quiet it was because of the number of people that there that were there that you could hear every little sound. Yeah. Uh, so it was very similar to like the the COVID season last year. Uh-huh. But like everything Liam yelled, you could hear. It was it was pretty funny. Yeah, and the the game, the way the game ended itself, just ma- it was such a good win for baseball. Yeah, I love absolutely. Every aspect of it is that is that a game you would love to go pitch in? I would love. I, I was talking about this the other day. I would love to go be there. Mm. Maybe someone else can go. You guys can go pitch. I like. I I know Lance Lynn a little bit by playing with him for half a year, mm. and uh, I I just know he was like, "This is cool," but like, I'd rather pitch in major league stadiums. You know, like, uh, do I have to go pitch in the cornfield? Uh, um, I just, I just know there was a little bit of that, uh, from him, but it, it's, yeah, I would, it'd be co- very cool to go. It, it looked, and I love the angle cause it looks like the college world series. Yes, it does. Yeah. You know, so now where do we take it next? Like I've heard for years, uh, do it, build a stadium in front of Mount Rushmore. Like, should we take it to places that have no baseball whatsoever? Yeah. I mean, what's sky's the limit at this point like where we got the little league game coming up too which is pretty cool uh yep. gotta go play in the crosscutter stadium um and uh i someone's like do the sandlot i'm like well the, the whole thing with the sandlot was the field was terrible like yes exactly at that point you're just doing a field with a what you're gonna put a sheet metal fence out there and that's that's what's gonna make it the sandlot i don't really know what you do at that point everyone rides in on bikes maybe right do you know that i've never seen all right i have to position this the right way i've never seen the sandlot stop i have heard it hundreds of times because when my boys were younger we used to have the little mini dvd players on the backs of the seats so i would drive all the time and i would listen to it and they would watch it so but they would only watch you would never watched it I never actually but i know all the lines how do you not how have you still never watched the sandlot because I've heard it hundreds of times. That, that movie is single-handedly why I'm a Major League Baseball player. <laughs> like, it's my favorite baseball movie ever. I've seen it a thousand, 1,000 times. You you got to go out. Like, I, what? You got to do it today. I don't know. That's It's insane. That's insane. There's no it, way. It, aren't you following I can't believe you have a, the story? You, you have a baseball podcast, and you've never seen The Sandlot. But I've listened to the movie countless times. You have to watch the movie. You got to see... <laughs> what is kate saying even kate's seen it she said that's a crime that is a crime uh with the s'more so you guys see the look on hambina's face when he's talking or when he points or when i know well i've seen clips of it so yes you're probably right i should just sit down and watch it instead yeah. of just listen to it yes, i hope i can get it i know people in the chat are gonna write oh my god it's gonna be horrible yes. uh so sandlot better than field of dreams yes bull durham better than sandlot the sandlot yeah. sandlot so you gotta i the sandlot is special because i identified the kids like yeah. i had a sandlot team we'd go down to my elementary school and we would just like there was like seven of us we didn't have a full team but we just i throw bullpens and they did batting practice and that's pretty much what we did uh and we did it because of that movie so 
uh field of dreams is like amazing from the baseball nostalgia side of right. things it's like loving the game and bull Durham's the same thing like grinding and you do it because you love it and young guy coming up like that's the the from a minor league standpoint that's pretty cool but sandlot was the one that like made me love baseball as my favorite sport growing up did you for sure did you have a crash davis like was there a guy like that that you ran into in the minors oh uh played with all kinds of all kinds of guys that were around for a really long time um or, i played against nuke lelouch Nuke Lelouch. I mean, I like to think of myself as Nuke Lelouch. No, you like, are. You cannot be the valedictorian of your high school class and be Nuke Lelouch. Okay, so yeah, I played with some Nuke Lelouches with just crazy arms from like you know the middle middle America to hard throwers head. Just, and just learning learning how to how to play or navigate being an adult, right? Uh, yeah, there's been a lot of those, but like I played against like the, the, uh, like, like Mike Hessman, I, I watched Mike Hessman hit his 400th minor league home run, uh, Scott a- Diamond in Rochester. So I was like that guy, that's crash, right? Yes. He's the one gray beard, just like, here's how you do it here in AAA, right? Cause he's the legend, um, Corky Miller played against him, uh, guys just like IL legends, um, you know, and I, I played with a Gregorio Petit who had been up and down at the big leagues and. And uh, uh, lots of guys, lots of Chris Carter was was with me in AAA for for a bit uh, in, after he had eight years in the major league. So uh, there's been guys, you know, uh, Brian Schneider, who's who's uh, one of our one of our coaches now. He he, he when I was at the Phillies organization, came down to rehab with us a couple of times and he was backup catcher. You know, that's that's the the backup catcher guy. That's the yes, that's that's the that's the um, crash crash guy. Is it? uh is it really, really accurate? I mean, did, did you guys ever like turn on the sprinklers and wash out a game, you know, go take a six pack? Oh, we wanted to so bad, but no, that would have been, we can't mess with people's money, but you got to remember no one was making money back when that movie was, was depicted, but now they are and you can't mess with it. But there were days where, man, we're like, man, we'll hope a pipe breaks out in center so we can go home. Uh, (laughs) Um, but like shenanigans, like with the live, like eight guys living in a in a house, and oh, uh, Trish going to a bar to forget about what just happened, all kind of stuff. That's all. That's all still, still happening. Don't forget the rose petals go in the front. Yes, rose petals go in the front. All right. All right so it goes to Sandlot, and then Bull Durham, and then I guess Field of Dreams. Natural? Did you were you a fan of the Natural? I've seen the Natural so many times now that. Um, I have ranked it a little bit lower because it's just, again, it's, it's the, like the emotion, the baseball emotion movie. I, I always preferred like the little kid experience, like rookie of the year. Yeah. And the thing about the natural is that it, I, uh, I forget who I told this to, but I took a sports literature class in college and it was phenomenal. And we read, we read the natural, mm. and, you know, in the book, he strikes out. He, he does not hit the homer. He strikes yeah. out, and that's the whole point of the book. Yeah, the strike, he, the, the 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 homer that would not play on TV though, would it? No, he's got to hit the homer out off. at the end. No, yeah, inst- instead he hit a seven hundred and fifty-five foot homer off the lights and right center. Yeah. Well, so that oh, that's what always chat me. Although I do love seeing the natural. I think it's a it's a beautiful movie. So there you go. Um. Is there one other baseball movie I'm forgetting about that you love? League of Their Own was great. League of Their Own's incredible. Um, uh, like you know, um, Rookie of the Year. Like I said, um, yeah. oh, Major League. What am I? Major saying? League. Oh, Major League's like that's my that's my dad's very nice. My dad's type of humor, like Charlie Sheen and. And just slapstick, like blues, blues brothers type stuff, right. and like, like it's like it's like blues brothers, but baseball is what major league is. Um, and so I we I love all three of those. But like my favorite thing to say every single time a ball's hit hard, but like not like it's too high, too high, <laughs> too high. Every I do it every time. It's I say it every single time. Uh, and then and then we hit a homer. I go too high, and then it goes in. They're like too high. I'm like. I was too who plays high. along with you the most out there. Like too high, Loopy Aaron Loopy. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you want to? I'll date myself here. That came out my senior year in high school, and being right. a Clevelander and yeah. having a movie made about your team. Keep keep this in mind. 
the first 23 years of my life, the Indians did not finish higher than fourth in their division. Fourth. So yeah. they're in the midst of this just terrible baseball run, and Hollywood decides to make a movie about them. And we go, we're in the theater, and it's right around opening day is when they release it, I believe. And the place goes nuts. Like when the Indians start winning games in the movie, fans are cheering in the theater like we're at a ball game. And when, awesome. when Barringer, Jake Taylor, squares around a bunt, and here comes Willie Mays Hayes scoring the run to beat the Yankees, the people w- were freaking out. The only time I had ever seen it before was at a Browns playoff game. They are cheering. They're high-fiving and all that shit. And the movie ends. We all walk out to our cars, and it, it had snowed six inches. And we realized <laughs> that it wasn't real. That you're still... Still in Cleveland in the winter. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. It, it's it's the the funniest part for me too. Like I always laugh about how the movie ends. It's like when we won the pennant, but then I'm like, what's the World Series? I'm like, no, there's we hate the Yankees. The Yankees, are the villains, and they happen to be in the same division as us. And then I think about all all of the baseball movies that like depict the Yankees or like the pseudo Yankees as being the the villain. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just it's it's hilarious to me. Yeah. So funny. All right. Before we let you go, let's spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. I have some um, I have some new categories for you up here. So let's uh, let's see where we land today. Fasting. Fasting. Yeah. Uh, what fast food is your go to when you're a little hammered? Uh, it's Taco Bell, thousand percent. Um, hell, I'll even do it sober sometimes. Uh, it's 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 the guilty like pleasure. Like I don't care about how I feel today. I don't care about you know worrying about how energy levels and sleep and t- like like off day. I'll be like I'm eating Taco Bell for lunch and I'm gonna feel terrible for the rest of the day. And I don't care. And it's nice that I can. Make, it's more of a I'm choosing to make this decision. And it's my decision, and I'm doing it. Uh, that's that's my guilty pleasure. But growing up at high school, we had a Taco Bell like right by my house. So as soon as I got my car, it was like every night: video games, Taco Bell, video games, Taco Bell, video games, Taco Bell. Because it was just that or Burger King. Like, who's gonna choose Burger King over Taco Bell? No, nobody. nobody. Was there is it was there a go to meal, or you know, is there something you would order every time? I'll never forget the day that someone told me that I could order cheese gordita crunches off the menu before because they were, they used to be seasonal. They bring them on just for summer, and then they're like, "Dude, you can order those year round. They have everything to make them. Just, just ask for them." And I was like, "Really?" So it'd just be those, oh, two of them and a chicken quesadilla. Oh, God, it sounds perfect. I haven't even eaten today, and now I think yeah, I haven't either. I might be running down the street for a little something special. Yeah. Um, listen, man. I do appreciate. It. Do you feel better at all, like now that we talked? Yeah, uh, a little bit. It's I don't know. I maybe one big thing is it's hard to. Sometimes I like I like I was like this would be valuable to give context on just like because I'm deal like uh, dealing with certain things or learning. I people could learn from it, I guess. But then I'm like, how do I even tell anyone about it? without like my go-to is Twitter and like everyone would be like, he's just complaining and he's a millionaire. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And no one wins there. So um, by the way, just, just for just like any other job, I want everyone to know that just like in any other profession um, that makes any range of money, no one's handing you like a bag of money every day to remind you how much money you made that day. <laughs> so it's not as actually top of your mind as, <laughs> as you think it is just like it is nowhere else like you you don't even know you don't remember like you're not out there like oh i just gave up three runs but this is my set like that's not it doesn't help it doesn't help it doesn't help you feel better what you should do you should go to the mets team payroll website and just take a snapshot of your check every day you know, could you pay me daily instead of every, every every other week so that i can have that reminder to help me feel better uh when things aren't going well or when i suck um that would be better but it, it's just not how it works uh i mean it doesn't hurt. it's just not how it works uh but yeah it, you can't go on to you can't go on twitter and be like hey you know i'm sorry i'm, I'm gonna go i'm not i'm struggling a little bit you know I'm not, 
mentally and I don't really want to be here. And I was like, ah, be tougher. You're supposed to be, you know? Uh, uh, so instead of that, it, it is nice to talk with a human being and like, I yeah. get context. Uh, and so, yes, to answer your question. Yes, it does. Help. Good. Thank you. And I, I will come clean. I was watching the game with my wife, Michelle last night. So I was watching the giants, um, Mets on one screen and the Dodgers pirates on the other. And Brault had a phenomenal start for the pirates. Good. One of our guys did a great job. And then you guys are playing a good game, and and I did not see. I saw Belt circling the bases, but I, I had gotten up for a second, so I didn't. I was like, God, I hope that it was been off of Trevor. And then I watched the rest of the inning unfold, and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs because I want all of you guys to do so well, and I'm upset. And then I was thinking to myself, my gosh, he might not want to come on. And I do appreciate you coming on because it would yeah. have been easy for you to say, Hey, I'll pass today. I just I, I would have understood. A thousand percent. And I do want to thank you. You need to hear that it means a lot to me and it means a lot to our listeners and our viewers that you did come on. So thank you. Yeah. Well, uh, at no point would I even think about backing out of this. Um, it's kind of weird now that I'm thinking about it, that it never crossed my mind. It was never even an option. But I think that doing something like I give it, that's like a give, that's giving in in my mind. Um, mm -hmm. Just like kind of like removing myself from the, from being, uh, uh, from facing or, or uh, available on social media is also like giving into bullying, like the bullying of it. And it, mm -hmm. it just, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Like everything that people are getting mad at me or we're getting mad at each other or whatever, it just, it, the scope of long-term stuff doesn't really matter. And uh, as long as, you know, uh, that you want the happiness and the healthier family and, and the, the people that you care about, and then everything else is just extra. No, so, I know. But I, I'm, but it is important that you hear that, 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 I, well, that, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for telling me that I, but that, that of course my pleasure. Um, I love doing the show too. And it's, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, fun talking through some of this stuff too. Good. It's valuable. I feel like. So I, I actually have some Mrs. Rose's homework, which is to go watch the Sandlot, watch, okay. not just listen. And, um, we have this thing that apparently is happening to our guests. Whenever guests come on, good things seem to be happening, happening with them. So we're, we've come up with like some sort of catchphrase, the Rose Rotation Elevation. So we are hoping that sprinkles on over to our co-hosts as well. Wonderful. So there you go. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, continued uh, health out there. Travel safely. Enjoy San Francisco and Los Angeles. We'll talk when you're back in New York. Congratulations right. on becoming an uncle for the third time and all that sort of stuff. Okay. Thank you. I'll uh, talk to you soon, all right? Sounds good. Thanks, everybody, for watching the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.